2: Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
3: Hey, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Ben Boland, And I'm Scott Benjamin. Scott, we're doing a really cool one today. Yes, sir. Now, as you can tell from this half-empty bottle of Hennessy... No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> Very we, good, yeah. Uh, we are talking, though... We uh, should have thought of that. We should have thought about yeah, that. Oh yeah, well. Uh, we're so square, man. Yeah, what yeah. are we doing not drinking at I'm work? I'm drinking water. <laughs> I'm drinking soda. Okay. Uh, okay, so all that aside, uh, we're dry as a bone, we promise you. And we are talking not about Hennessy the drink, but we are talking about... A man and a unique vehicle. That's right.
2: Yeah, we're talking about John Hennessy, and
3: uh, I guess his dream, really.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, he wanted to build fast cars. This is a guy that uh, in 1991 founded, uh, what is it called? It's called Hennessy Performance Engineering. Yes. That's the name of the company. And this is like early 1990s, 1991 in Sealy, Texas, which is near Houston. Mm -hmm. It's about,
3: what? 40 miles. Something like that.
2: So it's a a decent distance away from Houston, but... um, it's on the property that you know, they also own. They also own Lone Star Motorsports Park. So if that helps anybody
3: in, in locating this thing. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 45 minutes west of Houston. Okay, very good. That's so
2: right. they also own Lone Star Motorsports Park, which mm-hmm. uh, you know holds drag events and you know other other track day type events. Sure. Um, it's a tuning house, really. Mm-hmm. And John Hennessy is a car tuner. Um, he modifies sports cars to make them faster,
3: better stronger than ever before i love that i love that the bionic man joke Mm -hmm. i spent you know i spend like probably like a month every time we're preparing for stuff yeah wondering if i'm gonna accidentally do that joke (laughs) (laughs) too late it's already over so thank you um so for the first for the first years uh he's modifying imports, mm-hmm. right? So, not not strictly imports. Not strictly though. imports. No, but a lot of imports. Right. So like Mitsubishi 3000 GT, mm-hmm. Toyota Supra, uh, Mazda RX-7. Yep. And we get into the
2: mid to, let's say mid-90s. Yeah, mid-90s. Starts uh, kind of working on these Vipers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Viper, the big V10 engines, mm-hmm. these are awesome cars, of course. And, you know, we're talking about the first generation Viper at this point um early 1990s mid 1990s and uh he's doing quite well with this he's you know I I've, I've heard his name for forever I mean, yeah. I remember cuz I worked for Chrysler at this time and I remember hearing Hennessy involved with a lot of really high 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 power sports cars yeah. and uh, doing a lot of tune like really really up in the performance of these things I mean taking a viper and making it that much faster and better which so, is
3: which is already just so just so we're clear on this this already got him a reputation as uh, a speed demon, yeah, or, or like a the demonic engineer of speed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He called he called him the Venom.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about a viper venom. It's a little uh, tongue-in-cheek, you know, type yeah. uh, type reference here. But um, there were a lot of different models of the venom. Um, you know, there and they all had numbers that that coincided with the amount of horsepower. It started out with 600, and mm-hmm. they go up to you know, there's the 800, there's the 850, there's you know, thousand, whatever it gets mm-hmm. up to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in 2007, and this is where the story of our our, uh, our star begins, really. Yes. You know, This this actually is the Ah, the the uh, the origin story yeah I guess. I guess so the origin story of the uh, the Venom GT that we're going to talk about in a moment um, Roden Track had a had a test that they were operating and it was an incredible it's a shootout test really yeah. it's one of these that they run at you know an, an airstrip and it was actually a U.S. Naval airstrip um, and it was in California. And they've got like a two point nine mile straightaway that they would run
3: these vehicles, these supercars on, mm-hmm. and they would test them zero to two hundred miles per hour. So we're talking about some real road melters running in this competition. We've got the McLaren, mm-hmm. we've got the Bugatti. Yep. Yeah the oh the Veyron, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and this yep. is a uh,
2: you know the the Veyron, that's the one thousand horsepower car that everybody mm-hmm. just falls all over themselves about, you know, the how great it is. And it really is cool. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's a, what a sixteen point four liter engine. It's huge. That's you know, there's super fast. We've, we've talked about this many, many 267. times. Two hundred sixty-seven. There's you know, Lamborghini. There's the the rough Ooh. Porsche nine eleven. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really great, great cars. Well, Hennessey was invited to come to this and he brought what his what at the time was his brand new venom 1000 Mm -hmm. which is a thousand horsepower viper
3: so it's it's on par with the Veyron at this point yeah
2: exactly it's a twin turbo viper venom 1000 okay and remember this is a zero to 200 mile per hour test so this is a it's pretty intense yes um you know and it's a it's a it's a just flat out who can get to that speed the fastest competition well at the end of the day Uh, The Venom 1000 actually bested the Bugatti, They uh, they, they actually by quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of people were shocked by this because, you know, up until that point, this was kind of the, uh, they were the king of the hill, really. Yes. Uh, You know, the Bugatti was. And so this Venom, this is all the way back in 2007, beat the Bugatti. Uh, The Venom's 0 to 200 mile per hour time, Ben, 20.3 seconds. Which I think makes
3: it around four seconds faster than the Varon, Exactly, right? yeah, because
2: the uh, the Varon came in at 24.2, so it was uh, about four seconds exact, uh, faster, 0 to 200, which is an incredible acceleration, just super, super fast. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were doing something really right here. Yes. That's, that's, I guess, the best way to say it, is that, you know, uh, Hennessy was doing something extremely right with this vehicle.
3: Yes, in a, in a kind of competition that usually measures itself in fractions of a second, it's difficult for us to really... Uh, show h- how dramatic of a difference this is. Yeah, you can't grasp how how uh, much of a victory this was for
2: them. I mean, it's, this is this is intense.
3: This margin of victory, maybe maybe a bad comparison, but this margin of victory is sort of like somebody lapping someone else in a race. That's yeah, how it, big it is. It
2: kind of was in this in this case in this specific in, just case, in this case. and
3: in that year. Now,
2: of course, you know John being a car guy, a tuner, mm-hmm. he wants to go faster. You know, there's always yeah. that. You know, you got to do a little bit better, a little bit faster, because next time, you know, the Bugatti's shooting for it. You're gonna, you're gonna want to up your game, right? Oh yeah, they know who you are now. Yeah, now you're the, you're the number one guy, and, and you're only there to lose your spot, right? Right. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, they decided that, you know, the Viper, they kind of looked at it, and they decided that maybe too big. It, uh, they wanted to get it under three thousand pounds, and yeah, it might weigh too much. I think that it was what, like thirty five hundred pounds or something. Mm-hmm. It was a heavy
3: car. It's mm-hmm. a big car, and, and a lot of supercars. Are uh, the word behemoth is sometimes used?
2: Yeah, sometimes because they're very, very big, but mm-hmm. uh, they're also extremely powerful. Now they wanted to. Uh, they decided that you know weight was their enemy in this case. They wanted something lighter weight, but it had to be able to handle that much horsepower. It mm-hmm. had to be able to put the power to the ground without just being. A
3: crazy vehicle to drive, <laughs> just falling apart. Exactly. So yeah. they
2: decided that even you know an all-wheel drive situation was was too heavy mm-hmm. uh, because the extra driveline components would just be too much weight, and uh, they didn't want to do a front-engine vehicle like the Viper is because the Viper is very front-heavy. Right. Uh, it's rear-wheel drive, but it, that you know if you're going to up the horsepower and make this thing extremely heavy in the front end, you're going to add a lot of componentry to to this thing that's going to be too much power at the back end where there's no weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they decided that. You know, it couldn't be a front engine design with rear wheel drive. Right. Again, they didn't want all wheel drive, so their only,
3: only uh, option. I guess the
2: only option would be something that's a mid or rear engine. You know, where the weight is over the rear axle and it's rear wheel drive. And they started doing some sketches. Yeah, yeah. They decided that they liked the Lotus Elise, and mm-hmm. they said, "Well, what if we took a car?" Because you know we've talked about Lotus and how they their philosophy is lighter weight. You know. Yeah. You don't have to have a ton of horsepower. To be able to go fast and have fun, just make the vehicle lightweight. And they, it's one of the super, It's one of the lightest on the market. It really is, yeah. They, and I've got some Lotus Elise stats here in just a minute. But they right. looked at the Lotus Elise, and specifically, they looked at the Lotus Siege. Hmm. Now, the Siege is like a, a specialty model of the Lotus. It's a little more horsepower, actually, a lot more horsepower. I'll talk right, about that right. too. But um, they decided that you know the the vehicle itself. It seemed like it was a good fit. It was a good setup. It had the right size that they wanted. You know, could, they could get the weight down to where they mm-hmm. wanted it to, below three thousand pounds. You know, three or below. Um, it's a good jumping off point. Exactly. It had the right, you know, the right setup. So they took the siege and they did some sketches, and they decided that you know, with the uh, you know the balance and everything, they mm. they, they kind of laughed about it. You know, he said like, uh, let's just take a look at what this would look like if we if we did this, a thousand horsepower engine in in the siege, and they right. laughed. And then the, the sketches came back with what it would look like, and they started kind of not laughing so much. Yeah, they, they, decided,
3: went, they went from, boy, this is crazy, to, well, what are you guys doing next week? Let's get together and start working exactly. on it.
2: Exactly. Yeah, they decided that this was probably a good idea. Yeah. And I mean, the, the initial sketches are, are very, very close to the actual vehicle, the production vehicle. It's true. So, you know, this is the birth of the Venom GT. This is exactly where it came from. Um you know it started in two thousand seven and by by April of two thousand ten they had a prototype ready and you can you can go online and watch a video tape or you know video of this mm-hmm. uh tape i just said tape I can't it. <laughs> but you can go watch this uh this video of the prototype being tested in somewhere in England i think it's on some side road but um that's the production vehicle
3: i mean yeah. it's it's incredible and it's uh by the way, if you get a chance and you're just cruising the internet check out the Venom GT website they've got some videos there that are are mind blowing cuz when you hear what this thing sounds like mm-hmm. oh i it's not even going to make sense unless we do the stats. You want to do the Lotus stats first? Yeah, you know
2: what? I've got some stats on it because the, this Venom GT, this thing is this thing is awesome. And you know what? If you want to compare it now, remember they, they use the – it looks very, very similar. If you look at it initially, you'll think it looks a lot like a Lotus Elise.
3: It really does. Or and a it has a, uh, has a lot of uh, – or not I, – I don't want to say a lot, but it has several common parts that come straight from the Lotus. Uh, and also we should point out – that Hennessy Performance is not affiliated with Lotus cars. Yeah,
2: you know what? I wanted to mention that too. They they don't have any kind of affiliation, but it's based on that. It's like a donor vehicle. Yeah. The Siege is a donor vehicle and they use they do use a lot of parts, but when you hear what goes into this thing, you're gonna you're gonna realize quickly that this is really a, a completely—it's totally different. It's not—it's not custom built. It's—I um, wonder want to say. It's customized, I guess. Custom modified. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know how to. We, we talked about this just a couple weeks ago, I think, about yeah. you know the difference between a custom build and and mm-hmm. something that was modified, but. Um, Anyways, let's just get yeah. into this because there's a lot of interesting stats here, and I, I think if we talk about the Lotus Elise first, I want to I want to point this out because this this will blow you away, Ben. I mean, Lotus Elise. I, I would love to have a Lotus Elise. We've talked about this. Oh many yeah, times. it's a oh, gorgeous car. They even, zip too. Even the base version, even mm. the base version, is considered to be you know a strong performing sports car, and it's so lightweight and so small, it only has 134 horsepower, and I say only. Because a lot of people, I mean, it's 0 to 60 time is 6 seconds, which is still pretty quick. It's not yeah. it's not lightning fast or anything, but it's a sporty car. It's a 1.6-liter engine. Um, not, that's not the C, CR model or the S model. The S model, I think, bumps up to, like, 217 right. horsepower. Yeah. So that's considerably more. But 134 horsepower, has great looks. It's very sporty, fun to drive, et cetera, okay? Mm-hmm. Go-kart handling, I think, is what they like to say a lot <laughs> right, with that right. vehicle, right? Okay, a lot of cars use that. Um, if you go up to the Lotus Siege, which is the one that's, this is built on, yeah. or based on rather, um, the Siege S model, which is 345 horsepower. Now that's a, that's a serious. A heck of a joke. Move up, right? Uh, 3.5 liter V6 engine, 0 to 60 time goes up, or goes down rather to 3.8 seconds. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really quick. That's like motorcycle quick. Yeah. Um, now that's pretty fast. That's a, in a, 345 horsepower in a lightweight, small vehicle. When you see the size of a Lotus, siege Mm
3: -hmm. you'll realize that that's a lot of horsepower for that vehicle yeah because again a lot of what we're talking about with the venom and the lotus comes down to power to weight ratio and this is what uh hennessy and the team were really concentrating on in the uh in the bygone days when they first started yeah now let's get back to the uh to the the hennessy's baby here the venom gt oh can i do the 060 yeah please do now
2: this is this is uh this will get you, and I'll give you the horsepower numbers in just a moment.
3: Okay, zero to 60, 2.5 seconds. Whoa, two point five.
2: That's incredibly fast.
3: That's like that's like uh, you know dragster fast. In the time it takes for us to say zero to sixty in two point five seconds, it's already going sixty <laughs> that's miles. That's a an good hour. point,
2: Ben. That's a very good point. Now I, I want to point something out here. Yeah. And this is this before we move on to the horsepower because yeah. this is that, that number is incredible, but. Um, Okay, you did the zero to sixty. You remember the, the initial two thousand seven test? We hmm. talked about how you know the, the uh uh the Venom one thousand actually it had a twenty point three second, zero to two hundred? Yes. Okay. The zero to two hundred mile per hour speed in this vehicle, he chopped another five seconds off of it. It's fifteen point three seconds, zero to two hundred miles per hour, Ben.
3: Which means that if you don't know how to drive this car, you don't have enough time to think. Should I be going and, 200 miles? <laughs> and I want to point out that the Bugatti Veyron with
2: 1,000 horsepower, 1, 1,001 horsepower, yeah. is still 24.2 seconds, which is the weight zero it's to 200, weight. and that's an incredibly fast car. Yes, zero. I mean, if you if you've ever watched the Bugatti Veyron videos, you know of the the top speed of those things. Zero to 200 happens really quick. It's like a rocket sled. On 24.2 2 seconds is fast. Imagine what that's like in this little car at 15.3 seconds. That's that's amazing acceleration, mm-hmm. amazing, and I think that you know. Well, we we've watched these videos, yeah, where you yeah. know, editors and, and and writers that often get to sit in or drive supercars. You know, they're. they're somewhat jaded to some of these vehicles mm-hmm. they get in a lamborghini you know it accelerates oh that's uh, that's pretty quick and the handle yeah they the, get in uh you know a uh, a spiker and they're like oh man that's a that's a really fast car it's something i haven't experienced sure, you know yeah. that's kind of the tone they get in one of these it's like they can't speak because you know they're, they're you know they're, uh, they're, their the chest is being pressed so hard they can't say anything it's 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 it's, 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 it's it changes your body when you accelerate that fast <laughs> yeah, i yeah. mean it, it's it's really really quite an experience and it's fun to watch you know someone experience that, that uh-huh. speed
3: um so let's talk about the horsepower yes let's talk about the horsepower <laughs> because the horsepower has a really interesting um customization on it oh, oh
2: yeah it does you know as a matter of fact i'll let you talk about that but the the absolute number for the horsepower the, yes. the top end you want to just talk about the top end here
3: yeah, yeah yeah go for it
1: if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a paper tarian
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: 1,244 horsepower in a car that is the size of a Lotus Elise.
3: In a car that weighs uh,
2: I got I got the weight. Yeah. 2,685 pounds. Soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I mean, there was a discrepancy there because there's another report that says 2,743, but that's a 58 pound difference. So yeah. let's just go with the 2,685 because I think they've cut it down. So that much
3: horsepower. 1,244.
2: 1,244 horsepower in a car that weighs 2,685 pounds. Um, that gives you, you know, 0 to 200 times like what we're talking mm-hmm. about. But the thing is. The weight and, you know, the the way the weight is laid out in this thing, it's right over the rear wheels, right where the power is getting you know, being put to the ground. Yeah. There's no wheel hop. There's no body roll. There's none of that. This car just
3: flat out goes. Yeah. And you can – the interesting thing we're talking about with the customization here is that horsepower is adjustable. Mm -hmm. And it has – three settings. So this uh, the way I've heard it explained um, I want to pull this from a great review I read, a driving review mm-hmm. uh, this uh, quotation here um, <clears throat> from the driver's seat you can adjust the uh, precision turbos to spool 10, 13, 20 pounds of boost depending on how much road you have or how quickly you'd like to die. <laughs> and I think he I think the person wrote uh. this after they took the ride but this this adjustable horsepower is is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it's really neat. It's a, it's just, basically, it's just an onboard computer that allows you to change the boost settings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you can dial this up or down as needed. And I'll tell you, Ben, even the low end, shockingly fast.
3: Yeah, I don't think my Monte Carlo would win a race. Yeah,
2: there are three settings. (laughs) The three settings, 800 horsepower. The next setting, 1000 horsepower. And the final setting is, of course, the 1244 horsepower for, you know, the all out speed.
3: Yeah, and this, uh, this comes from, like, even the engine super lightweight. It's an aluminum block, yeah. uh, V eight, seven liter. Um, oh, we already talked about how the only place they could put the engine was in the middle. Of <laughs> yeah, the, sure, the car. of course. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got the it's
2: got the siege layout. It's the it's mm-hmm. you know the mid engine. You know, right above the rear axle. So uh, again, seven liter V eight engine, you know, that's aluminum with twin turbos in this little tiny car. Yeah. Twelve hundred horsepower. It's got to be just a blast to drive. I mean, and to slow it down, we talked about this before the podcast even because you and I were both shocked by this number. Oh. <laughs> there are there are four you know, of course there's four disc brakes. It has to have four disc brakes, right. but they have to be massive disc brakes, right? Yeah. So these are these are great big brakes. Now they're carbon ceramic all the way around. Mm-hmm. Six Piston Brembo brakes on all four corners,
3: which is nuts. I just you guys think about that. Probably for a heard me muffling my laughter, but that's that's crazy. That's serious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you look at some of the
2: uh, the, the I don't know the big sports cars that are out on the road right now, a lot of them have four piston, right. which is still that's a lot of power behind and those that's brakes. They're high end performance, but you know, I mean, just imagine what it takes to slow this thing down from two hundred miles per hour. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a lot of weight, but still. You know, it takes a lot of braking power to do that. Oh, and one, you know, other thing that I want to mention here on the stats here before we, uh, we move on. Actually, I got a couple more quick stats I want to hit, but, um, one thing I need to, I think we need to talk about. This is really what they call a driver's car. And, you know, that probably is understood. You know, it's, of course, not, somebody's not going to get behind this and take it to the grocery store. Well, this is a
3: good point, Scott, and you should, we should make it.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is something that, you know, Somebody somebody has to teach you, really, to, to drive this vehicle. I think that you yes. need to go to you know, some type of... I would be willing to bet that this is one of those vehicles that they... When you pick it up, I think they probably take you out in it first and maybe even let you ride in it first, just to feel it.
3: Because they, they have a performance school.
2: Yeah, they do. Remember I mentioned yeah. that Lone Star Motorsports yep. Park? Yep. That's part of the Hennessy facility, and they will teach you how to drive something this powerful. It's necessary. It's Honest to God, I know that when, you know, back again, I'll go back, I worked with Chrysler. Right. They, um, with the Vipers, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, these guys would, they would teach new Viper owners how to drive the vehicle so they didn't wrap it around a tree in the, on the first day. On the way you, home. <laughs> exactly, because it would happen, you know, the cold tires and that mm-hmm. much power, and if you're not pointed exactly straight when you hit the gas, you're going whatever way you're pointed. Um, it's, it, it can be a scary vehicle to drive, and I think that's what, you know, John liked, you know, John Hennessy likes about it. Mm. Um, in fact, he, he mentions that is that, you know, the car is, <laughs> yeah. He says even himself, and he's driven the best of the best, you know, mm. the world has to offer, really, if you think about it. Um, you know, it's a fun car to drive, but he also is a little bit scared every time he gets behind the wheel. And yeah, that's, I saw that's something, that quotation that we heard, too. you know, that from Carol Shelby, and you remember the Bill Cosby, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> yes. the, uh, the, the Cobra? Uh-huh, yeah, the, yes. uh, the, what was it, the Snake, or the, the? I forget what it was called, even. Uh,
3: Yeah, the one that, like, Shelby built one for Cosby.
2: Yeah, there were only two vehicles, mm-hmm. Carol Shelby's and the one that Bill Cosby ordered, and then Bill Cosby returned it because it was too fast. You remember that?
3: Yeah, well, there's a reason he's yeah. still alive. <laughs> so this thing,
2: this thing has, okay, I mentioned this driver's car. Right. No ABS, no traction control. So, no, uh um,
3: no airbags on one model. Oh, is
2: that right? Okay, no airbags, so that's understandable they're trying to cut weight so um anyways I, I get it i understand why you know they would do no ABS, no abs no traction control nothing like that it's mm-hmm. you get the you get the feel for the vehicle you you i don't know it seems like more of a, a pure experience
3: and here's something that's interesting a stat that we do have to ask everybody's probably wondering right now saying mm-hmm. scott and ben why aren't you talking about the top speed interestingly enough um because every Venom GT is is sort of sold before it's built. These mm-hmm. are these are custom cars. You have to wait when you buy one. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't an official top speed record yet. There's a theoretical record, which is impressive, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, uh, the engineers say two two hundred seventy two miles an hour. Not bad. But I, I've heard some conflicting. Information about that. have yeah. you, have you heard? I, so- I
2: have, you know, and and there's, you know, of course, there's the Texas Mile that you can take, and right, you know, there there are these shootout competitions, like you know, the let's say the road and track competition where it was zero to two hundred. Yeah. you know, there's all these different categories of of events that you can race in or you can participate in, but the flat out top, you know, fastest top speed. That's going to vary on the the package that the owner buys. You know, right. if they decide to have, uh, you know, they want it, the interior gutted. If they, you know, so there's no no weight inside really, other mm-hmm. than the driver's seat and you know whatever you know roll safety cages they need. Um, it, it just seems like there's just too much variation in these vehicles to be able to get an absolute top speed. But um, you mentioned, what did you say, 272? Yeah, that was, all All the numbers I've heard are in excess of 270. Oh, my gosh. That's an extremely fast vehicle. I would love to see this thing in the Texas Mile and see how fast it goes. Well, I you mean, would see it for just a second. <laughs> <That's> right, yeah, <laughs> it would be very fast. And I, I bet you anything it's going to be there this year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... Th- I want to just quickly go through a couple of things. Now, now there's a carbon fiber bo- fiber body, and right. that's important because of the weight. You know, we talked about how important weight was in this vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, except for the doors and roof. It's all carbon fiber. Now, the doors and roof, I would guess, are still steel or aluminum or something like that, and metal yeah. metal parts. Yeah. Uh, the weight distribution. Uh, 4456, that's front and rear. Uh, the balance is, uh, that's actually measured with two passengers. So it it takes into account that you got somebody riding with you, Ah, uh, which is smart. I mean, because a lot of times you'll have somebody ride along with you. Um, you know, you see that in the, uh, you know, they took it to the Goodwood Festival Speed and they did the hill Mm -hmm. climb competition. They had Mm -hmm. two people in it. The, The balance I think is very important in this car. Um, oh, one other thing. What? It's a long car. This is a, you know, I yeah. mentioned that it's a Siege, but it's longer than a typical Siege because, you know, it had to make extra room at the back. You'll notice that it's stretched out longer than a Siege is. Um, so it's actually quite a bit longer. Uh, it's it's 15.27 feet long. That's and almost, almost 6.5 feet wide. That's a big car. That's yeah. actually a very, very long vehicle. Now, we, we said that, you know, supercars are often called behemoths, really, <laughs> right, because right. they're very big. But this one, you know, even though it's low and it's it's fairly wide... This is this is a
3: long vehicle. I, and it helps with the downward force. Doesn't it doesn't it? look that big when you see it, though. You don't realize that this thing is fifteen feet long when you look at it. No, you're right because I think it's I think it's the form of yeah. it makes it look as though it's a bit shorter than it actually yeah, is.
2: Proportionally, this thing is really well built. It yeah. looks uh, it's really well designed. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think we've gone through just about everything we wanted to, to mention here. You know, that's. In the in the specs range, anyways, yeah. there's a lot more that you know we want to want to quickly Ooh. bring up here, but um, let's get down to the cost, Ben.
3: Oh man, okay, wait before we do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, You got something else to include uh, before to, that. That's fine. Well, I just to mention the parts that are still Lotus parts. Oh, okay. Um, so some of the things that are Lotus parts are going to be like the roofs, the doors, mm-hmm. uh, the windscreen, the dash, uh, the floor plan. Um, HVAC mm-hmm. headlamps so the the reason I'm listing those things is because I want it to be clear that all of the performance oriented stuff all of the actual fire in the belly of the beast is is completely a Hennessy job mm-hmm. so it's so while you might hear um, while you might hear some people say especially when they get to the price like am I just paying a lot for a modified lotus? No, no it's a completely yeah, different
2: you can't, creature. You can't put a twelve hundred horsepower motor in something that normally has I mm-hmm. mean a strong one, three hundred forty five. And expect it to hold up. It would. It would tear that car apart. It would just destroy yeah. it. Matter so, of fact, the
3: only way you can do it is if you're John Hennessy. There's an
2: awful. Yeah, exactly. There's an awful lot of strengthening and and uh, you know reconstruction of parts that goes on here. In fact, you know, there's a lot of body work that goes on here. There's the uh, the, the lengthening of the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not exactly um, like you're buying a siege that's just got a motor stuffed into it. Uh, there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot more to it than just
3: that. And you want to hit him with the price, Ben. I, um, it kind of hurts my feelings. So it, can you do it? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to set down. Well, first of
2: all, you got to you got to contact John Hennessey via phone. You can find you know all this information on either hennesseyperformance.com or venomgt.com. Yeah. You can call and talk to him if you want about ordering one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the numbers on the website. It costs a little over a million dollars, Ben. That's kind of sad.
3: It is it. <clears throat> I'm, i'll be okay yeah uh, <laughs> it's it is it broken is sad. up huh?
2: yeah it is sad i mean that's a that's it puts it out of the range of a lot of people now i know that you know you can't get this type of performance and this this uh this this much of a a, a purely Ooh. customized vehicle for a low price or, or what i would consider even a um a supercar price this sure. is this
3: is kind of Beyond that, this is a million dollars
2: that puts it into another realm.
3: I want to point out two things in uh, the in their defense, in the Venom's defense. Sure. First, uh, worth every penny. Agreed.
1: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Get emotional
4: with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry.
0: and these stories are about how we got here both on and off the court and what's next listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: secondly in the in consideration of what you get for that price in comparison to other cars that are comparable like the Bugatti this is kind of a bargain
2: yeah you know what I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you do, if you do compare it like that, like I could either get a Bugatti or I could get this. If you're in the
3: market, if you're that level in your life,
2: yeah. And you say, well, I could get uh, get a Bugatti Veyron. Um, let's say I'm going to go for the uh, the 2.2 million dollar version of the Bugatti Veyron. I'm going to save 1.2 million by getting this and still have better performance.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I probably would go with the uh, go with the Veyron. No, no, I'm just kidding. I would go with the uh, I was Venom GT. So surprised. No, come on. No, no I would go with the uh, I would go with the Venom GT. Because um well I'm cheap, and you know a million bucks that'd be, that'd be the way I'd go <laughs> uh,
3: I, I don't know I think what I like about what I like about the GT is that it's it's very much um what'd you say this guy's living the dream yeah and it's yeah. very it's very much a um, a personal uh labor for him you know yeah. like to to the point where you guys Scott and I are not joking, you call this guy on the phone mm-hmm. When you want to to want him to build one of these cars,
2: yeah, and you talk with him and you have a heart to heart conversation with uh, with John and he makes sure that you're serious about this and I'm That's sure that amazing. there's a, there's probably some uh, some major money going back and forth for down payment and you know the start build and there's a lot of I'm, I bet there's a lot of information that has to exchange hands before the yeah can be started
3: and you know the uh one of the legends about this well I shouldn't say legend because it is true one of the really cool things about the the beginning days of the Venom is when they made these hand drawn sketches. There were people who saw that and said, "I will buy one, build it." Yeah,
2: so, I mean sight unseen with the brand, you know, a, an actual uh, an actual product. Yeah, uh, there was no prototype yet. They were just saying, "If you build it, I will buy it."
3: Ah oh, man. Yeah, that's uh. Okay, so I'm going to start saving now. Let's see, yeah. what do I have? I have $7. <laughs> well, you know, in
2: the meantime, Ben, if you want, there's some other things you could spend your money on. Oh, okay. Um, at Hennessy Performance, they've also got, get this, I thought this was amazing, a 14-week tuner school that you can attend. Oh, yeah, I now, was reading about that. we've talked about, like, driving schools that, you know, are like a, sometimes they're a half a day. Yeah. Sometimes they're a day. Sometimes they're as much as three days. Uh, 14 weeks of tuner school. Um, this would be really something to go to. What it does is it teaches enthusiasts how to properly modify and tune vehicles. Mm. And you know they've got that Motorsports Park available, and you right. know they've got some incredible vehicles available for you mm-hmm. to work on. Um, I think this would be really cool. I can't imagine what something like this would, would run, you know, as far as dollars. Um, but look into it. If, you, if this is something that you want to do with your life, uh 14-week tuner school at Hennessey Motorsports just mm. might
3: be worth it. And you will be working with a legend. Exactly, yeah. There's a,
2: that's there's something to that as well. You know, it's not just any old school somewhere. This is uh, right. You know, you're working with someone who's got an
3: established name in the industry, and you know, the, this would hold some water. In 14 weeks, man, even if you don't know anything about tuning, you're going to learn something. Exactly,
2: yeah. Now there's a couple other things, yeah, I, yeah. real quickly here, but um, Xbox 360. Uh, for the gamers out there, mm-hmm. uh, there was a Forza Motorsports 4 edition that was released, and the Venom GT is one of the vehicles that's available if you want to—I uh, don't know—own this vehicle in cyberspace. Is that the best way to put that? I don't that's know a how to, way to put it. I, and if you want, you know, this is the cheapest way to get this vehicle. I guess <laughs> is uh, to own an Xbox 360 and have Forza Motorsports 4. You're probably right. Um, so, anyways, that's for the gamers. But yeah. um, got we got one more. I don't know. There's some interesting stuff in the Goodwood Festival of Speed the hill climb in 2011. There's some uh there's some trash talking going on between Bugatti and uh and Hennessy Motorsports. So yeah. I think it, maybe not necessarily them, but you know the editor that was there from Jalopnik that uh, was was on a ride. Uh, <laughs> you may want to watch the, read this article. It's called Behold the one car Bugatti fears. If you want to search for an article to read that's a
3: that's an interesting one. And one. we're not knocking Bugatti.
2: No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I think it's a great car, but, uh, again, there's some cars out there that are simply doing it better. Is there a one last thing? There is, and you know what? I, I snuck this in without even seeing it, I believe. What? You're looking at it right now, though. What is you it? Maybe you did see it. I didn't see it.
3: See what I have here in my hand? What? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. You guys, Scott has a Hennessy T-shirt. A Hennessy Motorsports T-shirt, and I want to show you something else. I'm going to flip it around here. It's... Signed?
2: it is signed by Dude, John Hennessy that's amazing now I have had this I've never worn this t-shirt once not even once um, I picked it up when I remember I mentioned that uh I was at the uh yeah I worked at Chrysler for a while yeah I attended several of the Viper invitationals and the shirt is actually a venom 600 GTS um, that is signed by John Hennessy he was there kind of promoting his tuning school and his products because you know you're there with a I don't know hundreds maybe maybe thousands I don't know uh, thousands of Viper owners. And, you know, there, there were hundreds of Vipers, Ben. It was really, really cool. And we're down in, I think it was in Florida. And mid-90s, I want to say like 95, 96, somewhere in there. I can't remember when. Uh, I went to a few and he was he was always there because, you know, this was his thing. He tuned, remember the Venom yeah. 1000 we talked about? Yeah. Well, this is back in the days of, uh, let's see, it looks like Venom 600 GTS is the vehicle that's on the back. I am but blown away. Got to meet him, did a little quick interview with him because we were there with Chrysler News, you know, we were talking yeah. to him. But um, really cool guy, and uh, he gave me the shirt. It was just a, a freebie, you know, handout because, you know, I work for... The company that he's trying to work for. Right. So, um, it was really neat. It was, it, and I have never worn this shirt. I've been keeping it in the bottom of my, you know, my clothes drawer there for, uh-huh. um, well, I want to say, oh my gosh, Ben. Yeah. I've had this shirt in, like, readily available at hand. 17 years.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> and you didn't even say anything about it the whole time. No, no, no. I,
2: you know, I, I can't believe it. Now that, I, now that I say 17 years, I can't believe I fell down to the stupid thing that long. I haven't, like, hung it up on a wall or anything or anything with it.
3: Well, you could iron it, maybe. I guess. It's a little wrinkly, but, you know, it, still. That is amazing. We have to get a picture of that for pristine. online. It, it is pristine. <laughs> Scott, I am so impressed by your, your yeah, past Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a neat guy.
2: He's, uh, he's a fun guy. To, to Cool dude. Yeah, he, you know... Again, it was a long, long time ago, and I only got to talk to him briefly. But he was very excited about what he did and very passionate.
3: I cannot believe you just ended our podcast with an autographed shirt by the person who. That's what I do. I'm inarticulate. I'm, I'm so. <laughs> I'm so impressed with yeah, you. Yeah, well, some
2: most people probably aren't that impressed.
3: I think I think a lot of people are, and it sounds maybe we should call them and tell them about this it's, podcast. It's the, it's
2: the only chance I had to even show this to anybody or bring it out of the drawer, and now it's going to go back in for another probably twenty years.
3: Well, we're going to take a picture of it before then. Fine, um, <laughs> fine. All right, you'll put up with it. So, guys, it sounds like I'm getting on Scott's nerves. Just no flat photography;
2: bit. it'll it'll fade the, cl- the material.
3: Yeah, it'll fade the ink. It'll uh, <laughs> it'll reduce the value. It's values. like a museum piece at this point, <laughs> right? So, um, we're going to take a picture of this before uh, Scott puts it back in its uh, vacuum sealed climate-controlled uh, storage space in the uh, Scott Benjamin Smithsonian, mm-hmm. uh, which you guys might not be familiar with, but it's a it's a regional Smithsonian. Quite a collection. Quite a collection. Uh, and while we're doing that, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, we want to thank you again for listening to our show. We hope that you like the Venom as much as we do. Yeah. You know, please,
2: please, please go check out some of these photos and video of this car because it is awesome. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's one of those cars that comes along, you know, once every couple of decades, it seems yeah. like. I mean, it, it just seems so out there. It's uh, Go to VenomGT.com and you'll
3: see it. Yeah, it's amazing. And we can't say anything else other than uh, find us on Facebook, uh, tweet us on Twitter, tell us what you want to hear about in our next episodes, and feel free to email us directly with pictures of your favorite cars, your least favorite cars, anything vehicle related at carstuffdiscovery.com. CarStuff@discovery.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
4: So, should we go electric?
1: I think we should go electrified with Toyota.
4: Electrified?